Recovery is possible. Summary. In the pages of this book is a path, a set of principles and practices that can lead to the end of our suffering and see us through the damage that we've piled onto ourselves through our addictions. The path is based on gaining and maintaining mindfulness of our feelings, bodies, minds, and experiences. During our journey, we come to accept that we're responsible for our own actions and that every choice has a consequence karma. If we act unskillfully or mindlessly, we will experience pain in our own feelings, thoughts, and experiences, and we may cause harm to others. We begin to recognize that every thought, feeling, and experience is only temporary, impermanence, that it will pass if we allow it to, and trusting this can provide a safe harbor in moments of craving or pain. We start to believe that even the most difficult, traumatic, and painful actions and events of our past don't define who we are today, nor do they define the possibilities in our future. It is our choices and actions now that define us. At the same time, we can start to notice and reflect on experience without getting attached to it or to the stories we tell ourselves about it, non-self. We come to accept that we can never satisfy all of our desires and craving. We see this in our struggles with impermanence, with sickness and aging, not getting what we want or losing what we have, not feeling loved by those we desire or feeling rejected by those whose caring we want the most. We sometimes have to deal with people in situations that are painful or uncomfortable, unsatisfactoriness. But with clear understanding, we can begin to choose more appropriate actions and responses to our experience. And it is in this choice that we find freedom and relief from suffering, dukkha. When we act with full awareness of each choice, of even the smallest action, we can begin to notice the motivations behind everything we do. We can begin to ask, is this action useful or not? Is it skillful or unskillful? Whenever we're confused or feel lost, We have meditation tools that we can use to simply return to the present moment, to our experience of the present as it is for us right now. And we can check in with our Sangha, our wise friends, for added perspective and compassionate support. So what do we gain by practicing understanding, ethical conduct, and mindfulness? We're asked to sit with discomfort, to experience it without fear or resistance, and to know that it's impermanent. We learn that dukkha is a part of the human condition and efforts to avoid or deny it lead to more unhappiness and suffering. We've learned that we can never satisfy our desires through sense experiences, through chasing pleasure and trying to hold on to it. Every pleasant sense experience will end, and the more we try to hold on to it and turn desire into need or craving, the more we suffer dukkha. We're mindful that dissatisfaction and unhappiness have beginnings. By tracing the dissatisfaction or unhappiness back to its root, we can weed it out of the mind. We follow the Eightfold Path, which allows us to develop understanding. It teaches us the karmic advantage of compassion, loving-kindness, appreciative joy, and equanimity. We learn the quiet satisfaction of living a more ethical and mindful life. What we are achieving is what in Buddhism is called sukha, or true happiness. This is not the temporary pleasure that comes from a high or other temporary sense experience, but the inner peace and well-being that comes from a balanced, mindful life. It is the opposite of the suffering and unsatisfactoriness of dukkha. 
Sukha is freedom from hate, greed, and confusion. It is an expansive approach to life, being able to sit with and move through feelings of discomfort, dissatisfaction, and discontent. Many of us have been running from and denying dukkha for a very long time, but we have found that it is only when we stop running that we are able to truly access authentic happiness. We can practice the message, I am here. This is the way it is right now. This is a moment of suffering. May I give myself the care I need at this moment. May I accept this without struggling, but also without giving up. We've started to learn that mindfulness involves investigating our unskillful actions and choices, both past and present, and choosing to act with more wisdom in the future. Rather than being bogged down by guilt or shame about the past, we can use it as a guide to making different choices in the present. As we devote energy to awakening and recovery, we'll learn to investigate our present and our past with wisdom rather than craving or aversion. We'll experience the growth of trust in our own capacity for and right to recovery. As we get a clearer understanding of what we're doing in our lives, of the choices we are making and the consequences of those choices, we gain the opportunity to develop generosity, loving-kindness, forgiveness, and equanimity. These are central to Buddhist practice and to our recovery. We learn to give freely because we understand that clinging to what is mine is based on the delusion that we are what we possess or what we control. We learn to have metta or loving-kindness toward all beings in the world, whether we know them or not. We come to understand that our practice isn't just for ourselves, but is based on the interconnectedness and happiness of all living beings. Recovery transforms how we show up for those around us. We can become the compassionate, generous, and wise friend whose calming voice and steadfast support can help others to understand their own struggles and find their own path to healing. There is no magic bullet, no single action or practice that will end suffering. This is a path composed of a set of practices that help us deal with suffering and respond wisely to our own lives. We cannot escape or avoid dukkha, but we can begin to be more at peace, knowing there is a path forward, a path with less suffering, less craving, less aversion, less destruction, and less shame. It's a path without an end. It requires effort and awareness, and we don't have to do it alone. Recovery is the lifelong process of recovering our true nature and finding a way to an enduring and non-harmful sense of happiness. In recovery, we can finally find the peace so many of us have been searching for in our addictions. We can break through our isolation and find a community of wise friends to support us on our path. We can build a home for ourselves, within ourselves, and we can help others do the same. The gift we give to ourselves, to one another, and to the world is one of courage, understanding, compassion, and serenity. We all experience growth differently and at our own pace. But the most important message of this book is that the journey, the healing, can start now for you and for each of us. May you find your path to recovery. May you trust in your own potential for awakening. This is Ioni Butler. 
We hope you have enjoyed this narration of Recovery Dharma, version 1.1 Alpha, Community Edition, presented by members of the RD BIPOC Sangha. Recording produced by Uplifting Content, Inc. Thank you for listening. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 International License. We welcome you to visit us on the web for more info and join us for a meditation meeting at recoverydharma.org.